right, welcome to the Nole Family Podcast, a podcast dedicated to Novak Djokovic, tennis champion, uh, philanthropist, uh, humanitarian, all-around good guy and role model, and also to the Nole Family. Nole Fam, uh, the folks who follow Novak and cheer him on is, uh, and applaud both his exploits on the, on the court and off the court. Um, we come to you one day after the Cincinnati Open, or the Cincinnati Open played in New York, the Western Southern Final. Uh, Novak, of course, getting his Masters 1000, his second win for the Cincy, which gives him the double master, the Golden Masters, so to speak. He gets, uh, he now has two of all of the nine uh, Masters 1000 championships, and of course, no other tennis player has accomplished that feat even once. Uh, what's maybe even more remarkable, Novak is only two championships away from having each one three times. He needs uh, Cincinnati and one other. To, I forget the other to get uh, to get three of all those nine championships. So truly amazing. Perhaps a feat we'll never see again in tennis or for a long, long time. Uh, certainly exciting. I've been off the podcast. It's good to be back with the Noli Fam broadcasting. Uh, as all of you, I hope everyone is safe and well in these very turbulent and uncertain times. Uh, certainly the pandemic brought a stop to tennis. And also I just kind of disconnected a little bit from social media to some extent, because again, there was no tennis going on. Also, of course, Novak was getting some criticism by the Novak haters um, over the the events in uh, in Serbia with that tournament where he caught COVID and some others did as well. So I just got away from it for a while. But good to be back and good to have tennis back. Just to recap, of course, the Cincinnati Open. Now Novak struggled through some pretty uh, pretty serious uh, injury issues. There was, a, I guess, question marks whether he might drop out of the tournament at some point. Uh, fighting some neck injuries, um, some stomach cramping perhaps, but um, no, kudos to Novak, fought through it again and gets the championship. Um, and there's always sort of mixed emotions on behalf of the Nole family. You're, you're worried that, you know, fighting through these injuries in these long, long grueling matches will affect both his, you know, his, his stamina long term and also the physical issues. You don't want him to exacerbate those injuries going into the U.S. Open, the major tournament, of course. But Novak able to fight through it and get the win. So uh, certainly seemed poised. He'll certainly be the favorite, obviously, moving into the U.S. Open after the win here. And, of course, also with, with Nadal and, and Federer not being here, of course. But uh, seem, certainly seems poised to, to have a great run at the U.S. Open once again. Uh, looking back to the, 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 end, the finals and the semifinals of the Western Southern Open, of course, he gets past Roberto Batista Agu to get the championship to get to the semifinals to get to the championship against Ronich and Roberto Batista Agu a, a tough out certainly Novak had to go three sets with him um, again fighting through some some injury issues in that one uh, dropping a set now in the sec in the set where Novak was able to come back and and even it up at one set apiece um, they stopped play at five four to close the roof, and it looked like it unnerved Roberto a little bit. He, he had played a poor game following that and then gave the set to Novak at 4-6. Um, and he, he was, got a little testy with the, with the umpire for making that judgment call to stop play at such a critical point. But I think it really it, it illustrates once again that so many of the other players on the tour just don't have the mental fortitude that, that Novak does. I mean, these, these guys get unnerved by little things that happen around them and and Novak seems to be able to fight through those his 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 attitude seems to be I'll find a way to get past this I'll find a way to overcome this versus these other guys who really get thrown by some of those things that had happened during the course of a an event and a tournament and a match but 
At any rate, Novak had a little problem closing it out. He was up 5-2, seemed to be in control in that third set. And then Batista Agu fights back, gets it to 5-all, and then even breaks at 5-all uh, at to get to 6-5. But Novak comes up with the break as Robbie's trying to uh, serve out the match. They get it to a tie break. And Novak was just brilliant in the tie break. 7-0. I don't know that I've seen him a more tremendous uh, tie break from Novak. He's been so good in tie breaks for so many years now and just seems to really have that confidence to go into kind of a lockdown mode where he just gives the other player nothing and really puts the pressure on them. Uh, he kind of gets his, you know, as his, maybe his energy levels ebb and flow through the course of a match. When he gets to those tie breakers, he really seems to step it up. His adrenaline is high because he knows it's a, you know, it's a shorter window to get to victory at that point. And his energy seems to be really good in those as well. So uh, seven, he was just masterful. You know, the service, the the, the shot, the shot making, um, really forced Roberto into into some some errors as well. But uh, but again, maybe the best seven points I've seen him play in a tie break that I can recall. Uh, just absolutely dominant at that point and gets to the finals. And then of course against Milos Ronic again, he came out um, struggling early. Um, Loses the first set 6-1. Milos dominates that one. Always a tough matchup. Both of these guys are kind of tough matchups. You look at Roberto Batista, he's kind of a a mirror image of of Novak. Likes to play the long baseline rallies. One of the best when it comes to fighting Novak in that setting. Uh, He's one of the few guys that can go toe-to-toe in long rallies at the the baseline and win against Novak at times. Uh, You'll recall last year in the semifinals of the... Wimbledon, the memorable Wimbledon, of course, it remembered so much for the finals where Novak beat uh, beat Roger Federer in that classic. But he he played he fought uh, Roberto Batista Agu in the semifinals. That was a big breakthrough for Robbie, and that match was really tight. Novak won the first set handily, six two. Lost the second set. The third set was kind of in flux. It was close uh, midway through that set. Novak stepped up his game. There was a stretch of about three games in that third set that really decided this match. I think. And Novak really stepped up, played some of maybe his most brilliant tennis outside of perhaps the finals um, that he played at Wimbledon last year. Um, they had they had one memorable long rally that Novak won, and it was just it was an awesome display of tennis. But uh, you know, other than that little stretch, um, it was a pretty even match. And I think you know once Novak got that second set, uh, the third set rather, go up two sets to one. Uh, you know, he took control of that match. But I think it was really a tough match up until that point. Uh, so again, in the finals, Milos wins the first set, 6-1. Novak doesn't quite have his, his energy there. His, the injuries bothering him once again, uh, the neck issues. And one thing I'll say about the neck injury, that the positive side is that a neck injury sometimes is something that can get better as the match goes on. So you start to loosen up that muscle perhaps. And so sometimes you can get looser and improve versus like a knee or an ankle injury where those things tend to get you know, irritated over the course of a match and probably get worse. This is an injury that at times, not always, but at times can get better as you go through the match. Uh, the downside is I think it really affects his serve, and that'll be something we'll have to watch. Uh, Novak, it seems like to me in in matches in the past, when he's needed a really big serve, he's been able to come up in key points and really get tremendous serves. He, he was able to do that less, I think, during this week uh, because of that injury. And it seems to be where the where the injury is affecting him the most again. And so getting those, those service games and getting the, the big serves in, in critical points, I think is where Novak has been really able to shine in the past. Um, looking over that match again, he loses first set six, one second set. Um, 
at three two, he breaks Ronich to go up four two, hits a big passing shot. You know, uh, uh, Ronich came to the net. First volley he got in, but it kind of sat up for Novak, and you can see Novak just kind of licking his chops, ready to hit that second passing shot, and he just ripped one by Ronich. He was able to get the, a piece of a racket on it, but not really anything to to speak of. It, it caught the tip of his racket, but Novak just whizzed it by him, and he just had no shot to to get a good shot on that volley. Um, so serving 5-3, uh, Novak did get behind Love 30 in that one, but came up with some big serves in this moment to get back to 30-all and uh, eventually win that win that game. So, uh, and even it up at two sets apiece. Third set, uh, Novak got a little sloppy. He got down 0-2 early in the third set. He got sloppy on the, he had a double fault to start the game where he was serving at 0-1 and then a couple of errors in that game. So opened the door for Ronich, gave him that you know, early break in the third set and maybe a chance to kind of swing the momentum. But big moment, Novak breaks back uh, at 0-2 to get to 1-2 and back on serve. And he hit a brilliant backhand passing shot um, to open up that, that game to get to Love 15. And then at Love 30, um, he hit a you know a return of serve, a forehand cross court that's, again, reminiscent of that magical U.S. Open moment where he hit that outstretched out forehand cross court clean winner against Federer. Again, he does kind of a similar thing here against Roundage and ends up breaking at Love. So he gets up to, back to 1-2 and then serves, holds it, consolidates that break to get to 2-all. And then at 2-all, he breaks again, so consecutive breaks. Um, at, at Love 15, um, he had a forehand passing shot that was reminiscent of that Wimbledon passing shot, you know, against uh, against Federer when Novak was, you know, f- Roger was trying to serve for the match at 8-7, I guess it was, and then Novak hits the passing shot, hand, uh, cro- hand, you know, forehand cross court, and and uh, Ronich couldn't get to it. So, again, Novak goes up at that point, a break. And it stays, you know, up a break up until the end when he's serving, you know, at 5-4. Uh, five, and then serving for the championship, he got up 30-love and then lost three straight points. So it's, it never seems like it's a, a dull moment when Novak's trying to close it out. But um, he loses three straight and gives actually gave a break point to to Ronish to get back on serve in that final set. But, um, again, a long rally at Deuce. Novak played some brilliant defense and then, and then gets that point, gets the game point, and then Closes it out. Um, so, again, kudos to Novak for fighting through that. Exciting because, you know, I've mentioned this in the past. One one thing Novak is trying to do is just trying to accomplish as many things that, that Roger and uh, and that Rafael Nadal have not accomplished in their careers to kind of offset the difference in, in major tournaments. And certainly having won, you can see the exuberation when he won Cincinnati the first time to give him that first golden Masters, and then of course he'd do it again. To have two of those where neither of these guys have done it once certainly gives them a leg up. Of course, Novak also has the either the four consecutive holding all four slams at once, something they have not done in their careers as well. So I think if certainly I, you can make the case that Novak is the greatest of all time uh, over Nadal and Federer, but I think if he if he if he eclipses them on on the uh, Grand Slam count, I think there is really no doubt because of all the other things that that Novak has accomplished. So looking ahead to Monday again, hopefully our our, our champ is getting some some uh, therapy, getting some work on that neck, and we'll be in in good shape uh, going into the U.S. Open starting on Monday. Um, looking at the draw just very quickly, and I haven't really done a, a big analysis of this, but Novak on his side of the draw, you know some of the guys he could face down the road. Um, quarterfinals, you know you got Shapovalov in that mix, you got John Isner, a big server in that mix. Um, 
you, on the bottom half of that, a guy he could meet in the semifinals. You look at um, you know, the five seed, perhaps Alexander Zverev. You got um, you got Pass on that side. You got Gofan, a guy who's played well in the past, Diego Schwartzman. Um, so those are some of the guys that he could come up against. Um, I have to say, you know, having faced Ronich <laughs> and Batista Agu, uh, two guys I, I really wouldn't mind him not having to play again. Those are guys instead, even though Novak's been pretty dominant against those guys, their game's set up well for them to give him, a, you know, all the fight that he can handle. So wouldn't wouldn't mind seeing him not have to face those two guys. And it, uh, you look on the other half of the draw, the guys that Novak could face in the finals, um, you know, you got Dominic Team, the two seed. Of course, they played an epic match in Australia earlier this year. Batista Gu is on that side of the draw as an eight seed. Um, would have to face perhaps Dominic Team down down later in that that draw. Um, obviously, you got Matteo Berrettini on that side, who's you know, up and coming last year. Daniil Medvedev on that side too. So I, I kind of like the way the draw is laid out for Novak. I think he's got a pretty good uh, pretty good path to the finals. Um, certainly, some guys who could come up and and play him tough in that mix, but I, I like the way things lay out for him. Again, I think if, if as I mentioned, uh, you look at Robbie being on the other side of the draw, Roberto Batista, a guy who could be you know kind of a thorn in his side in those t- in some tough matches. Uh, Milos Ronic is on the other side of that draft as on the draw as well. So um, you know I think obviously if you had to pick favorites on either side of the draw, you would say this is this has got all this you know, the earmarks of a of a Novak Djokovic Dominic team final once again, just like we saw in Australia, because those guys are tough. But you know, again, don't discount the guys that played well at, at Cincinnati, maybe coming up and and surprising a Dominic team on the other side of the draw. So we'll see how it plays out. Uh, but again, good good to be back with the Noli family. Um, uh, thanks again for all you guys for sharing all the information and the love for Novak on social media, especially Twitter, and keeping everybody informed on what's happening on the these matches on and on and off the court, the practice schedules, how he's doing in terms of his, his, his physical condition and so on. We really appreciate that. So again, good to be back after a long hiatus. We'll be back with some reports once we get to the U S U S open until then enjoy the tennis.